Hello everyone, I am Beckin Model, your host for this episode of Greyhound Time with co-host Andrew Thompson. This is the second part of a two-part series. In the first episode, we discussed, observed, and analyzed the soccer aspects of the World Cup. And today's episode will more be about the conflicts and politics involved with the World Cup. Today we are featuring soccer captain Charlie Huddy again, and then the avid soccer fanatic, Zach Newmark. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Yeah. All right. So to go over everything we'll talk about is how the bidding works and how the World Cup is chosen for a certain country, how Qatar got chosen this past year, and how Qatar would kind of undermine the prestige of the FIFA corporation and also the corruption of FIFA. So to start off, what does it take or require for a host for a country to host the World Cup? Um, well, from what my knowledge is, is they look at a variety of things, uh, but when I mean, they choose it 10 years in advance, first off. And what they are gonna, what they say is we're going to start, like, the bidding FIFA tells countries if you want to be put in the ring for hosting a World Cup, we want to see your proposal. And pretty much it's uh, – they make, like, a whole presentation. There's mm-hmm. booths, whatever. And they're showing, like, what who has the best stadiums, the best mm-hmm. infrastructure for transportation – who has the best, like, not best hotels, but in the sense, but, like, who has just the capacity and the fluidity to make the World Cup work Mm -hmm. in the most efficient way possible. Um, So, yeah, and basically, any country who is registered, um, who has a soccer team, can obviously apply for a bid, or not even apply for a bid, just throw out a bid, Um, but normally the bigger countries win. Like, so, do you want to name some in the past that have hosted? Like, in the past couple of years, it was Russia. Then before that, do you know Russia is all Russia is very similar to Qatar, actually, um, oh, in really? the way that how they got it. But <laughs> no way, I did not uh, know that. Yeah, uh, but before that was Brazil, then South Africa, and then Spain. Some South American country, I think. Yeah. Well, no, it was. Oh, there's no, Spain, and then the year there was someone in South America. It, it was Brazil. It was oh, Brazil, Brazil yeah, yeah. and then South America or South Africa. Okay, okay. And then I thought it was Spain, but I might have been wrong. I don't 20, know. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Twenty fourteen was Brazil. Rio. Yeah. yeah oh, Brazil, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, Twenty fourteen was Brazil. Mm-hmm. Then what does it take, like personnel wise? Is there like a representative from each country? Or? So um, normally, I mean, like I know, for instance, when when uh, the twenty twenty two bid was going out, um, we Bill Clinton actually was a part of it. Okay. Um, but it's pretty much the soccer representative of our country. He's a FIFA representative, mm-hmm. um, but he, for us, he put together a team of people and they created a presentation. But so it's not any specific person; it's just the representative of soccer for the said country. Okay. Then getting into like the competition for Qatar, like who did they have to go against to win this? Or so pretty much they Is it in England. Well, so that's that's where Russia comes in. Yeah. So, twenty eighteen, the twenty eighteen World Cup was they FIFA decided it was going to be a European country, and then a twenty twenty two World Cup they decided it was going to be a country elsewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, England and the U S had the best proposals. So England had the best proposal for the twenty eighteen World Cup, and the U S had the best proposal for twenty twenty two World Cup. And pretty much everyone was like, "Well, we don't even really have a chance." Like, yeah, because everyone thought that England and America, the U S was going to yeah, get it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've watched the same documentary, yeah. so we, we know. Um, but so the, pretty much Qatar's really only competition was the U.S. There wasn't really any other debate. Um, 
because I mean the U.S. is a huge country. We have right. huge sports pro events already, like the Super Bowl, and like so we just already had the capacity for it, which is makes sense. Um, and, and a little side note, like for the sorry, I interrupted, but fine. the like the U.S. one for twenty twenty two, the next one, the next twenty six, yes. twenty six. And so why is it isn't that like there's some in Canada and then some in South Mexico. America too? So I thought. This is my take on that. I think it was FIFA trying to cover up a mistake, uh, apologizing for what happened in 22. Because, I mean, the 2022 World Cup should have been the U.S.'s. And I think making it mainly the U.S.'s World Cup was just trying to apologize. Okay. Um, Because, I mean, what they did was wrong. And also, like, the places in Canada like that's it's normally just in one country like Brazil it's in one country um, and it went to Canada and Mexico yeah so I don't I don't know if we've ever seen a co-host before we okay. might have um, but yeah no it was weird they're doing like a, a weird co-host situation yeah. I'm a little confused by it because it's like it's gonna be pretty interesting because be cool though, yeah. like the the whatever country hosts the World Cup like gets an automatic bid into the World Cup so yeah there's gonna there's be three, three countries bids, and, yeah. I mean they'll probably make it anyway but Canada. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and they—it's I mean, pretty they cool though because they uh, already assigned a stadium for—they already assigned the stadiums for 2026, but one of them was the Chiefs Stadium in Kansas City, so that'd be pretty cool to. See was it actually one. the Chiefs? Stadium? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's like six stadiums in the U.S. I want to say it's—it's it's more than six, or like maybe, maybe more than six. I'm not—I'm not 100, percent but I, I know six. the Chiefs have one, in Kansas City. Um, the thing that's crazy. I think the Rams, that SoFi Stadium, they're getting one. I think Vegas is getting it. Uh, let me look. I think there's one on the East Coast. There, yeah, there's maybe New York. New York, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, the thing Texas that's weird, though, is oh, like... Yeah, they're using the Atlanta Falcons, Mercedes. The football stadiums, they have the seating capacities, yeah. but if you actually look at the width of a soccer pitch, or they oh, like, scroll are... Up, scroll up. Yeah, New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Atlanta... Oh, yeah, Miami. They're using the Miami Dolphins Stadium for that. And yeah, which it's they're using mostly, f- like, American football mm-hmm. stadiums, and it's weird because, I mean, if you actually look at the size of a soccer stadium or, like, the pitch, like the playing field, mm-hmm. it's way bigger than uh, the football field. Um, the length is fine, but yeah. the width is way bigger. And I don't know what they're going to be – how they're going to be, like – really coping with that did you so i went to when i was like in middle school elementary school when roma and liverpool came to st louis and played at bush stadium i was always like, so even weird i know bush ball um baseball stadiums like have that same dimensions like that can't fit a soccer field so they like shorten it by like a couple yards because it like the length couldn't fit in bush stadium because it's like a diamond well, so they also like um like didn't the lions stadium have some um detroit yeah, Detroit had some player or some concert or something, and then Buffalo had to come play at their stadium like the next day because they were snowing. So they had yeah. to like move all, so they can like adjust that stadium pretty fast, and it's mm-hmm. a lot bigger than you think because they have like a lot. There's more. a lot more extra field, like because of the sidelines too on a football. Well, I know, field. but like that's what I'm saying because it's like you look at these World Cup stadiums, and even though the actual pitch itself is wider. The actual, mm-hmm. like, sub lines and all the stuff, there's just so much extra yeah. room, and it's just, I don't know. I mean, they'll probably figure it out. They probably already have it figured out. I mean, yeah. But. Well, and also, like, um, it changes, like, the style of play. Like, if you exactly. change the dimensions, because, like, playing long balls, like, when the Roman Liverpool came here, like, they never played a single long ball because no one could get onto it, and there wasn't space between the goalie and the back line. So I think it just changes, a, like, a lot. 
that kind of will like segue to kind of Qatar and how they won. So do you want to explain that a little bit? And the corruption behind it? Mm-hmm. I mean, so the whole thing, I will want to say this right now. Mm-hmm. Everything with Qatar, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that Qatar is doing wrong that we know about. Them actually stealing, I'm just doing this in air modes, in quotes, them stealing the World Cup isn't actually confirmed. At the moment, there is no solid evidence proving that they did anything. I want to just say that before we start. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much, they when, when they first announced they were, FIFA was accepting bids in 2008 for the 2022 World Cup. Mm-hmm. They, there is this huge, like of an event, basically much, where every country sets up like a booth um, with a presentation in the, back show, or in the background and no one went to Qatar's. They set up a booth, they wanted it, but no one went. And really? they, no one was even considering them as a candidate until probably like I think 2009 really when mm-hmm. all of the sudden the executive board of like there's I think there's 22 members on it mm-hmm. all of a sudden they were just like yeah we're gonna vote for Qatar really? and there's been, there was a lot of shady stuff going on where people would be flying on private jets with like these Qatari princes and then there's this one woman mm-hmm. she was a she was in the FIFA or the Qatari the, like she was on the committee she was the time, on the yeah. co- committee and she was like what we're doing is wrong and she actually like told like she was like she was a whistleblower she was a whistleblower yeah. and because she, she like she started saying all the stuff like everything they're doing they're paying everyone there's money going dirty money going around everything's in cash whatever oh really but then the Qatari government, they made her sign an affidavit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she had to retract all of her statements. Right. And so, like I said, there's nothing confirmed. But with an addition to what we do know, we know that 6,000 people working on the stadiums. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll go into a little bit of why people are so upset by this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Qatar had one stadium that was the size capacity for a World Cup game. They had no hotels. And their soccer their soccer team was horrible. Their soccer too. team is horrible. Yeah. They're not a serious contender in the World Cup. And so a lot of people were just, and oh, and then in addition to this, it's like in the summer, which is why we're playing in November right now, in the right. summer, it's 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how are you going to play a tournament in July? Um, it seems like all these things are just like not working out, like just no exa- stadiums, the heat, like just everything seems exactly. So it it didn't line up for the fact that nineteen out of twenty two board members mm-hmm. were gonna be like, yeah, we're voting for Qatar. Right. Um, and then in addition to this woman who says what they're doing is wrong, mm-hmm. and then in addition to what we actually do know about how I think it's over six thousand people died building the stadiums, yeah. how they're paying people to watch the games and we know this for a fact uh people because i mean it's not like people can't talk about it there is this um dude from pakistan and he was getting interviewed he was wearing all brazil merch and a dude was like did qatar pay you to come here he's like yes i'm actually an argentina fan <laughs> like, he's not even the stuff he's wearing he's not even a fan of why and would they need to pay people because because no one wanted no one to would, go yeah. so they wanted yeah. to like so the the reason why qatar is doing this um it's called sport washing, and it's pretty much we see it all the time. It's why in 1936 Germany got the Olympics. Why in 1978 Argentina got the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's why South Africa actually got the 2010 um, World Cup. Also, 
it's basically when you have a worldwide event like the World Cup or the Olympics that bring everyone together, yeah. it can hide what you're actually doing. And like countries like in the 2018 Winter Olympics, Beijing, right? China has been doing horrible things with um, Muslims in these like, pretty much in internment yeah. camps. Mm -hmm. um, and by doing this, people kind of forget about it. They're like, oh, we're the, the Olympics. Everyone's coming together. But China is a place of unity and thing, yeah. and they can kind of hide with what, and people forget about what they're actually doing. And Qatar wants to be put on the map as a country that is with the world, but they're just not. And also, like, I found it interesting, like, people fake, like, they're paying people to fake being, like, supportive of some nation. Like, I saw many videos of, like, like clearly Middle Eastern people voting for, like, South American countries. Like, that just doesn't make sense. And just, like, mass groups of them, I'm like, that might make sense sometimes, but I just don't think that everyone looks the same in every different, like, supporting for every different country. It exactly. just didn't line up. Yeah. So I just found that really interesting. And also the... Like 19 out of, I did not know, 19 out of 20 people, 22? I think it was 22, yeah. Um, and it was actually, and this is another thing, the reason why I think in the documentary that Andrew and I watched, it's called FIFA Uncovered, watch it on Netflix. They go into way more detail and are way smarter than I am. Um, but Seth Blatter, he was the president of FIFA, mm -hmm. and right before the voting process happened, he was, he was telling all the president, or all the executive members, do not vote for Qatar. If you vote for Qatar, we are going to get screwed. Yeah. Um, after uh, Qatar won the vote, um, I think it was 15 of the executive members got arrested um, for other things. But because oh, right. this caused an investigation by yeah. the FBI mm -hmm. because the U.S. felt cheated out of a World Cup. Right. And they found all this stuff about the executive members, and 15 members actually got arrested. I forgot his name, but... Um, he was one of the American members of the committee, the big dude with the, the big, beard. Yeah, he was Chuck and like yes, was Chuck. That was his first name, and yeah, they went into uh, the FBI investigated him. He hadn't paid taxes and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and he was he was sending money. Like they were sending money through like, because here's the thing. This is the other problem. It's you have to understand that Chuck FIFA, Blazer, Chuck, Chuck Blazer. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You have to understand FIFA is a non for profit organization. So these people they can get salaries, but they can't take. They can't take, yeah, that dude. <laughs> yeah. No, he died though. This is actually why we don't have everything. So basically we found, since he's an American, we actually knew, we went to his house. And, it was like a penthouse in New York. Yeah, they went to his penthouse. It was in Trump Tower. It was Trump think, Tower, yeah. yeah. Um, and we, they, they came to his house and they said, you're looking at 60 years in prison or you can be our, our mole. And he said, all right, I'll be your mole. And so he was going in and he's getting all this information, but unfortunately he died in 2017. Um, so like, like a, he was still giving information. He was still in information, so he wasn't able to give enough. He wasn't, because they wanted him to like have it all on recording and he didn't have, he didn't have the ability to get it all on recording. So like he would still go to meetings and like monitor yeah. and just like, okay. Yeah. And I also read somewhere that like one of the officials, like they, they paid, I'm assuming they paid Qatar paid the officials money to vote for them? Yeah, so there was this one dude uh, in particular. His name's Jack Frick. What's his name? He's African-American. Is, is he the guy in... Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. But so he had control pretty much of... So CONCACAF. Or yeah, CONCACAF, which is the American... Yeah. Uh, all of the American territories and countries soccer right. thing, if you didn't know. But 
he was he's just super cr- i don't even know what i'm talking he he's just so problematic i don't know and also all very that, confusing yeah. in that article i was reading that like they paid most of them like directly or like in some way so in envelopes there we oh, really so in some apartment buildings we found um unmarked envelopes with like two grand in them just in like all of these uh fifa representatives hotel rooms mm-hmm. really yeah so but the thing is it's unmarked we don't know where it is and talking about like the yeah. money um going back to uh that whistleblower we were talking about the guitarian whistleblower the reason why she came out and spoke about it i think it was because she was in the hotel room with um it was during the voting process i think it was like one of the nights leading up to the vote uh for the world cup and um so yeah there was like fifa executives and then the qatarian the main dude of the committee and then like uh he i remember him saying like offering he was offering money to the fifa committee this is what the lady was saying and they gave the qatarian committee the main dude was giving envelopes full of money to the fifa committee and that's that's what made her come out and then and speak about it and then the lady well the guy comes out the Qatarian the head uh, due to the committee comes out and says that's all a lie and but then it's just all very controversial do you think they tried to um, like pay her money to take the statements back do you think yeah. they like yeah. well, 1000% for, sure? for sure and also I was they probably that. also threatened her family mm. and then like one person was not like given money I don't know where I saw this but one person like one of the people on the FIFA committee um, a Qatarian person gave that person's son a job at like some uh, big corporation or something like a big high level position and um like with you guys know about Paris Saint Germain like yeah um they're owned by Qatar yeah and I think it was guys, like right? I think so was that part of the actually no I'm, that's probably wrong it's all so confusing but like I th- I want to say the owner of that team was involved in the FIFA committee and I think now the owner of Paris Saint Germain which is the soccer team in uh, Germany. In France. In France, in France my yeah. bad. Um, uh, he's from Qatar now, so. No, exactly. It's all, like, the really owner confusing. is uh, from Qatar. He's like bribing, like, I'll give you the ownership to the soccer team if which you Which is why they're for... also able to make these huge contracts for Neymar and Messi. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, just, they're just able to buy Kylian all these Mbappe. Players. Yeah, there are a lot. There are a lot of teams now that have owners that are from the Middle East. I know, because they have like all that, the, they have the all this. Owners. They have all this oil money they just they have so much money they don't know what to do with it it was funny because i didn't know like even qatar was a country i thought it was really? just, I'd, like before this i'm like what is qatar like i just yeah i was totally eye-opening you know? i didn't like know that the middle east is like full of like a dubai and like such yeah, everyone hears of dubai and whatever yeah. it's probably why they wanted to host the world cup did dubai want to no qatar so oh, i remember I mean, about him it's it's the same seth blatner or whatever is that seth blatner f- he was the president he, so he was the former president i remember him saying in the documentary that one of the reasons I think it's all they're just trying to cover it up for why it's in Qatar but one of like the reasons why um, he was so happy uh, for it to be in Qatar was just to build the game and like an Arabic yeah state. so like that that was I mean you have to get more into set bladder as a human he's a very greedy man he wanted power who, who he, he was, he was, he was the hungry old, he, he was hungry for power. he was the old president of FIFA but after all of his executive members got uh, arrested, he decided to resign. Um, Smart choice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah, because I mean, he probably would have gotten busted. Um, mm-hmm. But pretty much, he 
from the start, he blackmailed. In order for him to get president, he mm. blackmailed the old president. No way. Of FIFA, and in or and then in, and then he got him to resign. And then it's still a vote between all of the countries who yeah. becomes the next president of FIFA. Is this re- is this all recent? Like all this corruption? Because I thought this was well, like, no. This is back in 1980. Yeah. This, yeah. Is this like goes the, back all yeah. the way back then. And basically, he goes to the South Africa and he goes. What will it take for me to get the African? He votes? meets with Nelson Mandela. Yeah, this is this is with Nelson Mandela and then the South African uh, president of soccer. I don't know what his name is, okay. but Nelson Mandela. I find it hilarious because Nelson Mandela is involved in this. Yeah. But, um, they said, <laughs> if you give us a World Cup, we will get you all of Africa's votes. No and way. So because each country gets a certain amount of votes. Okay. Each country gets any country oh, with a team gets one vote. One vote. So like Africa, a country with fifty six votes, is yeah. way more powerful than in North America. That's true. Or South America, right. even though South America has a like, way bigger claim in soccer. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah. So, pretty much, um, he promised that, which is why, ten ten, they got the World Cup. Um, it was it was literally just a bargaining chip for him yeah. to become the president of FIFA. And that like the FIFA, the president at the time would just go country to country saying, "I will get you the World Cup in this country if you vote." Yeah, and promising things about because like the FIFA not because most people know FIFA for the World Cups and the right. Women's World Cup, but what they also do is pretty much um, like. Uh, I guess they create soccer camps, I guess, in countries. So he yeah. would promise, like, the introduction oh, of, yeah. like, soccer programs in their country. Really? But then that never happened. Do you remember that in the documentary? They, like, started They lied the, about, they lied about yeah. like, building this soccer program in South Africa, and they started the construction. And it's at the beginning of the documentary. You see, like, a news reporter going to the the site of the construction, and it's just, like, halfway done. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, so I could never even finish it. There, I mean, there's two things here. I mean, we can talk about. I mean, sorry, but like, no, you, there's like we can talk about Qatar in general, but like, to me, after learning about all of FIFA, it's like it's really not surprising. The because FIFA has been corrupt since 1970, whatever, uh-huh. and you know, the it's just it was just a matter of time before all of this happened. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just it doesn't it just doesn't even seem that like surprising to me. This like kinda like uh just since FIFA is such a big scale operation, like overall with so many different entities in a way. And like that kinda makes me think about like smaller like things or corporations that kinda have like I mean it's corruption it's, in them. It's totally scary. I mean you think about how like a non-for-profit organization yeah. that's supposed to bring the world together is so corrupt. It's so corrupt. But think, all of a sudden, the, think about the twenty-two kind of, members are like driving. They were showing like Chuck Blazers, all the uh, and I don't want to say she what's the word, but like yeah, he just had a, all these cars. He was living a very lavish life. Oh yeah, like, he had they're like, all like where's this, this money crazy coming from? Rolls Royce in Germany. Yeah, that's no like way. all these houses. Everywhere. No, exactly. But like the thing is, it's like. These companies that we already call corrupt, like mm-hmm. there's co- co- companies that were like, they're corrupt and we just, whatever. And we didn't even think FIFA was corrupt. I mean, think about the level yeah. of that these other companies are actually going to and what they're actually doing. And it's mm-hmm. just it's just kind of sad, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's mind-blowing. That, that Trinidad team made it to the World oh, Cup in that 2010. Yeah, it was, then, that, that actually makes me sad. Um, what happened there? So the representative... Um, 
for is it CONCACAF or whatever? Is that what it's it, called? It was it was a part of CONCACAF. It was it was like specifically the Caribbean team. So mm-hmm. Trinidad, Tobago, the U.S. for St. John, uh, Puerto Rico. I guess yeah. whatever. So he know. represented. Uh, he was a member of the FIFA. He's one of the twenty-two members. No, he I represented. Don't think he, was. he wasn't. No, he wasn't. But he he was. I don't know. But maybe he was, because he had a lot of power. Yeah. He might have been one of the executive members. I'm not sure. He might have been. Yeah, and then so, the is it Trinidad and Tobago? Yeah. That team, the team made it in, I want to say, was it 2010? It was, it was 2010, yeah. And um, they go into the guys, the guy we're talking, I don't know his name. But it's they, Jack something. It's Jack. We'll on, just I'll call him it. Jack. I'll find so it. So they go into, like, Jack's office after they make it, and he's saying how proud uh, he is of them that they made it, and... Um, they're Jack all really Warner. Con- yeah, Jack Warner. And they're very confused. You know, they're like, are we going to get paid for this? Are we going to get endorsements? And then so they sign that deal where he gets the Jack Warner gets like 70% of their earnings. No, it, w- it wasn't even that. It was this. This is the thing. They we were like, th- I think they got 70% or something. Yeah. And then the 30% would go to FIFA. So all of the ad <laughs> revenue no that way. Trinidad Tobago made, the players were going to get 70%. And then 30% would go to Jack Warner and FIFA or whatever. And then when push came to shove, the players got nothing. Yeah. Absolutely really. nothing. And, they, and they protested, protested for years. And then they eventually got their money, I want to say, like. They got $1.4 million of, uh, like, 50 that they were deserving. For yeah. all the players? For all the players. They had to split that, like, 1.4, like. Yeah, they had to split 20, 20 ways. Yeah. Like 20 ways. But not only. The reason why this even happened is that the players didn't request. Uh, copies of the documents they signed and Jack Jack Warner after they signed them he destroyed them so there was no so they couldn't even yeah there was no proof of he anything. knew what he was doing oh for sure I mean he wanted he just wanted the money and that is terrible because FIFA because th- this is how we got the money because FIFA's like oh 70 percent is gonna go to the players right he just pockets the 70 percent oh my goodness um and there's no proof of anything and it's yeah it's horrible it's, I mean, and the thing is, it's like these players who are proud to represent their country, yeah. and they want to be compensated for it, and they get nothing. It's, it's, it's just horrible. And they put so much work in, and just oh, of course, such, like no profit when they. I mean, you've make played it. soccer your whole life. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine what they've been doing. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. they've committed everything to yeah. it, and then, like, to represent your country and feel so accomplished, and then just nothing pays off really. Yeah, and then, kind of like shifting into. Like back to Qatar, bringing it back to Qatar with kind of the human rights violations. Do you want to go over that and kind of the migrant workers coming over? Because we talked a little bit in the last episode, and you you mentioned it, but uh, Aaron Aaron was talking about it a little bit. Uh, yeah. she was unfortunate to be here, but um, pretty much the way it, at least this is what Aaron was saying because I didn't know too much about this, but pretty much the workers they're bringing over are indentured servants. Uh, that's mm-hmm. I mean that's a pretty old term, but pretty much they have, they don't get compensated for the work. They're already in debt, and they need to work to get out of the debt. Um, How are they in debt from like a different country? Or? I honestly don't really know. See, I wish yeah. Aaron was here because she knew more about I that. Think, I really. think they're just working in bad conditions because they're working under the heat and. Well, there's that too. There's like these pictures of like, Qatar, like literally, like. Hold up, let me, if I, I mean, I can't, hold up. I saw one thing yesterday that a guy was, like, two guys were working outside at, like, 114 degrees Fahrenheit, just working outside, building a stadium. There's just, like, so many health concerns there. Cause yeah, it's just like, the safe. working conditions were just horrible. 
And right. Sepp Blatner, the FIFA president at the time, he, he knew what was going on, but oh, for sure. I mean, he, I don't even think those workers were getting paid anything. No, exactly. And that's, that's the other thing. It's like FIFA kn- knew what was going to happen. I mean, they knew yeah. Qatar didn't have any infrastructure. They knew it was going to need to be built and they knew who Qatar was and they willingly allowed, advantage a, allowed a country like that mm-hmm. to take advantage of people, to take advantage of the World Cup, just so they could put some extra money in their pocket. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, it's... How many deaths? deaths? There was I around, think it's over 5,000. Yeah, I think Mr. Grady was telling me that there was around 6,000. Oh, okay. The other day, and then, like, the rate was one every other day. That's horrible. Like, it's just mind-blowing to see that that many people died. Like, when it could have been easily prevented if the people... So easy. And I think that has to do with uh, the country paying people to go to the World Cup because I think a lot of people in Qatar right now are protesting the World Cup by not going. So I think that's what the money situation has to do with that. And then, and then, but then also there's the other thing of like what happened with the 2014, uh, or no, 2012 Olympics in Rio. Or no, those were London. It was 2016 Olympics in Rio. 2016 was in Rio, yeah. 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 And I mean, this is what's going to happen in Qatar where the stadiums stadiums are just going to sit there. Sit there. Qatar's population, I think, is 1.1 million. I think just there was... One million people going to Qatar to watch the World Cup. They were yeah. doubling their population just for the World Cup, and I mean, no one's going to use those stadiums. I mean, they just don't have the people for them. Yeah, and like they don't have a organized soccer team that's a oh. big league. It's kind of yeah, it's sad to see that stuff happen, especially um, in 2014. They built all those stadiums. They tore down all those forests to build those stadiums and, and like you, cities too. And cities, you can look on the internet and look at. Yeah, they're just um, aban- they're completely they're like abandoned. trashed, abandoned, whatever. It's and I like, was I was thinking about that. Like no one's been really thinking or talking about that. Like what's going to happen to these stadiums once this tournament's over? They're just going to sit there, and it's it's just sad, man. I mean, th- this whole World yeah. Cup is. Oh I mean, lo- yeah, yeah, look at that. It's like that one too. Like they spent so much money just bringing it here. Well, I mean, what do you think is like the benefit of building all this stuff? What's Qatar going to benefit out of it? They brought so much conflict. I mean, they're making a bunch of money. Off I of don't it. think they're making money. They spent. This is another fascinating thing. Before Qatar, the most a country's ever spent on a World Cup was nine billion dollars. Qatar spent okay. two hundred and twenty-two billion dollars wow. on this World Cup. I was so at, I don't think they're making money. Like one stadium they built was like nicer than most of the stadiums here in the U.S. Oh, just, like because the just stadiums are new. state of the art. They're totally. they're open to the sun yet still have air conditioning. It's I don't even know. I don't even know how that yeah. works. Yeah, like and one of them was around seven hundred million dollars just for one. And I don't know how many they built, but that's they built a lot of money. They built out of ten. And then their whole villages. They built like, whole c- complexes complexes of hotels and. Yeah. Everything. I that's think that's. So I mean, think it like if we relate this topic, uh, and then you think about like what they're doing in 2026, it's super nice. Um, I mean, they're not going to be building any stadiums; they're just going to be using stadiums that already. Ex- exist. Which is why they. Which is why the. I mean, it's. It's like I get why like you want to bring recognition to your country, which is why Qatar wanted in the first place. They wanted to bring recognition to Qatar, but it's like. And it's sad because it, then it's like you're only getting the first world countries who already have the system. But it's like trade-offs. It's like, and in my head, it's worth it. I mean, sure, we're not giving recognition to smaller countries, but it's like people are dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally, people are dying. And then, and it's just, yeah. And also, I'd like to add, like in Qatar, 
just how they agreed to FIFA to do so many different things, like um, like have alcohol sales, oh, yeah. and then also like have and they going back of on going back on all their words, back and forth, yeah, and how they like are they selling alcohol they now at the games? No. Did they change it? Yeah, they are. Well, like I I saw at first like, they like when they made the bid, they had to promise FIFA that they would like allow all the uh, like alcohol, and then also um, they didn't wouldn't have anything to do with all the L- LGBTQ stuff. Yeah, but then at like at the start of the World Cup, they didn't sell any alcohol and like anywhere, and they were kicking kicking fans out who were protesting against that. And they were going to give red cards to players with the LGBTQ ban. Can you explain? Yeah. I've seen really. that stuff in the news. I, I haven't really understood. So the, there was the Messi, Harry Kane, and I think it was an American player. Yeah. What was their captain? Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams or Pulisic. They were going to wear LGBTQ. Because you have to wear a captain band when you're the captain. And people wear different types of bands. Like Messi's band this year is like Save the like Green Earth or whatever. Yeah. There's like messages they want to promote. And they, so those three players I mentioned were going to wear LGBTQ plus bands, like supporting the LGBTQ. And Qatar said, if you wear that, you will get an instant red card and be taken off. The and so they didn't wear them. They didn't Wait, wear so them, who, like, Qatar has control over the rest, too? Like, if they're going to say, give them a red card, then... Yeah, so, that? Well, yeah, that was the that was the other thing. It was, like... It no was, way. It was... Which is why everyone... Which is why the very first controversial play, Ecuador versus Qatar, was so crazy with the, like, controversial offsides call. Yeah. Because everyone instantly was like, okay, Qatar is just fully rigging this. Um, well, so totally. Did Ecuador, you did Ecuador score a goal that was not offsides? It actually, technically, it was offsides. But it was just a really weird offsides that, that happens very rarely. rarely. So people just overlooked it, and then yeah. it was just kind of weird because everyone was like, "I even felt that when I was watching, I was like, I, I was like, I think Qatar is going to win the World Cup. Like that was a horrible call." <laughs> yeah. <And then> I had, <laughs> so I was just like, and then I, there was also rumors going around that um, Qatar was paying Ecuador to lose the first game, like the uh, players. Yeah, so I was like. This is cool. I would believe that if that like was I didn't believe it at first, but then true, after that, like, then, yeah. When I, mean, I watched it, that game, watching I was the like, documentary. "Holy shit, Qatar actually might be paid, like making the world." <laughs> right. I yeah. Well, after all they've done so far, that wouldn't seem too out of yeah, pocket. Exactly. Gosh, and then I also think it's very ironic that Qatar did all this work and everything for them to not even win. Oh, get past like, the group stage. They, they didn't yeah. even get past. I, mean, I don't think they ex- even expected to get yeah. past. I think. I, I mean, think, their national team is just horrible. I mean, they were ranked fifty. I don't even think they're ranked fiftieth overall. Yeah. I think. I mean, they're they're so. Yeah, bad. It's pretty pathetic. Yeah. Watching. And like in the documentary when Qatar um, won the bid, uh, they were interviewing some of the people and they were like, "Yeah, I didn't even know Qatar had like a national team. Like they're so bad." <laughs> They looked really bad the first game, but I didn't think they did too bad after that. Like, I mean, they lost every game, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they but didn't, they, they yeah, were playing yeah. really good teams. Like, who did it? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they only lost 3-1 to Senegal. They lost 2-0 to Netherlands. 3-1 to Senegal, bro? What do you lost, mean? <laughs> what do you mean they're a great team? Senegal, I, I love Senegal. I wish they went all the way. R.I.P. Yeah. Well, we let more goals in against the Netherlands than they did. I mean, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So I think that they played all right after that. Like, I mean, they have their have a. But we also tied pocket. England and Senegal lost to England. So, so we're on to the quarterfinals now. Who do you guys think's taking it all? <sighs> Dude, I still want Argentina. Argentina. But honestly, I want Argentina. Mm-hmm. Brazil has after that I last game, Brazil. they they were yeah. playing so strong. I love no, I love so watching strong. Brazil. Like 
whenever they score, they're always dancing. What's his oh, name? Or Charleston? Yeah, Charles. Um, I Charleston, love his haircut. Yeah. It's so sick. What do you they're, think about? They're just so, such an exciting. Charleston team to played watch. has been playing amazingly. Awesome. That like, bicycle kick in the. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Also, in his round. game against what was that? I don't know. He's just been playing great. I mean, he's just just very. Do you guys think this is Neymar's last World Cup? No, I think he has one more. Yeah, he's trying to say that this is going to be his last, but it's like. Ronaldo, Messi. They're still all in. Yeah, they're still on Messi, there. They Ronaldo's played in like 37. I know. And did you see that he didn't even start I the think, last game? I think he'll yeah. play another game. So that's interesting. I mean, but they did great. What? They did one? Yeah, they did amazing without him starting. And so, I mean, I'd, and, I mean I'm, Ronaldo was holding them back, but like. I How was he holding them back? He just wasn't. He just wasn't really being. He, was he like too full? He doesn't have. Yeah. So he thinks he's better. He still thinks he's in his prime. Because so the reason yeah. why he actually got benched was he was talking back to the coaches mm, and really? they were like, "We're gonna bench you." Right. Um, because he thinks he's still great. And the thing is, it's he's not. He's not bad. Like I don't want to. When I'm talking here, I don't want to be like he's bad. But he's this world, prime. this World Cup, he just hasn't been like completing as many passes. He hasn't been making as many runs. He's mm. been just lackluster on the field. And the coaches were like, like. Dude, right? You gotta step it up. Um, well, he's like, I personally think that he's like one of the most passionate players out of any sport ever, and he's just like, he get he got to where he was today because of his work ethic and like, yeah. um, he's come his, a long way. Yeah, yeah, his ego and stuff, and like, um, to be thirty seven and have that kind of player that has um, that passion and stuff, and he's not ready to be done, but like naturally. Well, his I body know, but is. I mean, besides his penalty kick <laughs> in what the first game. I mean, yeah. what has he really done for the team? Yeah. I don't think he has a single They've assist. They've had guys stepping up. What's his name, Liao? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and then there's also Pepe. Pepe and, yeah, no, they, I mean, they well, have. That, the guy that scored the hat trick was his direct replacement against Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that, 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 like, that's the thing. I mean, Portugal, clearly, I mean, against, I mean, they might have just been their good, like, a really good day in Switzerland's off day. But, I mean, I don't think they necessarily need him to right. win. Um, totally. And you know he's a good presence off the field. I think. He does, and I mean when you're, I mean to be fair though, he is scary. I mean if you're a player and oh, you yeah. see him, I mean you're you're gonna get a little intimidated. Intimidated, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And what do you think about his new club situation? Because there were allegations that he's going to the Saudi Arabian club, oh, and then right. he's I thought he signed. I thought he see, signed Real Madrid. Did he not? Oh, he's back. there's just so many different things. Well, happening. he got a uh, like a two hundred million dollar per year offer from, from where? A, some Saudi Arabian club, and, and then, everyone thought that he s- said yes, but and then yesterday he denied he no, the yeah. allegations of it. So I'm just like, it's all up in the air, and I feel like he is getting Honestly, to that age. Honestly, I think he should just retire. I agree. Um, yeah. I think he should come to the MLS and then retire. That would with be Messi. fire. And with Messi, with Messi, yeah. I feel like that's what a lot of the professionals. Well, what's the do. team? He did Miami. Wait, Inter Miami. Yeah, Inter Miami. Yeah, I saw a post the other day that said he was coming to St. Louis, but it was just a joke. So I imagine. <laughs> Imagine he signs with that Miami team, then they come to St. Louis. Well, they, they will. That that be, there's oh, going to yeah. be a game. I think that the problem I mean, with that, that is that would be crazy. Messi and Ronaldo in Miami. <laughs> no, no. Just like imagine watching Messi. Oh, dude, I would love That's, to watch Messi play. That would be I think the problem with that is just it's going to raise the ticket prices insane. Every Inter-Miami game, everyone in the entire United States, like, that's a dream of watching oh, Messi play. I mean, but that's the whole point. I know, That's totally. the whole point of them totally. signing Messi. Yeah. Totally, which is, like, room for expansion in the MLS, yeah. which is totally awesome, but, like, also with... Everyone and think to about see the jersey sales of Miami Messi oh jersey. My, I tough. mean, everyone's going to buy that. That's everyone. True. And everyone's going to be an Inter-Miami fan now. So. Yeah, exactly. So the MLS is almost like a retirement league, right? 
Yeah, well, we don't want it to be that, but it somehow is because it's yeah. these good players. They come from Europe. It will, they, it, they come but, to like the LA or mm. you know Messi with Miami, and then they just retire and live in. Well, we, I mean, yeah. we like start the, the MLS started like a hundred years after all these other teams, so like we're yeah. starting behind. But us or the Miami team signing uh, or LA Galaxy signing David Beckham really yeah. boosted yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MLS. That's the thing, like if. Uh, right now, it's like a, joked as like a retirement league. Yeah. But if we continue it, getting the retired <laughs> players, yeah, I mean, it'll just the age gap will just slowly start shifting down. And before totally. you know it, I mean, it might be thirty years, but it will be competing with other. Clubs. And I've also heard many people say that it like the way it's growing now, just like the rate it's growing is like oh, exponential. So it's crazy. It's amazing to see like how much support's coming to the MLS in the past couple years. And then alone. once the MLS, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, but once the MLS is like actually like established. Uh, established I mean yeah. the amount of players in the US directly yeah. playing I mean because it's like no one dreams of I want to play in the MLS people dream of playing in the NFL once it becomes yeah. it's a dream of playing right. in the MLS I mean the amount of people yeah, it will just become uh, yeah, it'll just be way better and so when does the season start for the MLS February, February, late February I think yeah or in the sometime in the winter yeah I think it's late February yeah are you guys going to be going to games yeah for sure yeah. So they how like have they established their team? Or are they just gonna bring up guys from like the lower team? Is it all gonna be like they're pretty much the t- they pretty much have it established now. They've recruited a lot of people from overseas in Europe and everything, and then we still have a couple players moving up from the city two team. I think there's also well the players are playing on the city. There's a good amount of team. people from SLU also, right? Like university. Yeah, I think they're really a good. SLU uh, College has a yeah, really, good, has yeah, a really, really good, good team. Yeah, SLU College has a really good team. I think a lot of our, like, there's a good amount of people from SLU, I think. In the MLS sure. as well, yeah. yeah just, just like just in the MLS, three of them yeah. were the top five picks last year yeah. um, in the draft. And just this year we have some really good, like Johnny Klein. I'm I'm a big SLU soccer guy. Yeah, I just yeah. watch him all the time. Yeah. So I go to some of their games, and Johnny Klein's like a standout player. He gets like first team all everything okay. in, in every time. So I think he'll be a top draft pick too. But I think St. Louis soccer will be – just grow a lot in the next coming and years. And so did the city, did they have like a top, uh, did they have a pick in like the expansion draft? I think they have first pick, okay. I'm assuming. Because I was going to say, because um, with the NHL, I'm not as familiar with the MLS, but the NHL, they added the Vegas Golden Knights in 2017. Or even the and Seattle the Kraken. Seattle Kraken, they do like an expansion draft where yeah. they, each NHL team can like pick a couple. doesn't protect a couple players and then that expansion team can go pick yeah. a you can pick uh, any player. player. Well, not any player. You can't, like... You have a set uh, roster yeah, so of each, five people. Each NHL keep. team, they, like... Uh, you can't protect. You can only protect, like, a certain amount of players, and then you leave, like, eight players for the new expansion team to take. Yeah. Like, they took Vince Dunn from St. Louis, I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. And kind of to wrap it up, just because we're running out of time, but like, what do you think should happen to Qatar after all this, or FIFA as a general organization? I honestly... I think a new organization should be created. Mm-hmm. FIFA, they're trying to fix their mistakes. How's the new president? Is he? I think he's still corrupt. Corrupt. I think yeah. he's still. I think it's I think, a problem. I think that they're doing better. Like I mean, they were really corrupt forty years ago, but there was also so much stuff going on back but then. We didn't even. They didn't even. So much easier. There's no that, regulations back then, and no one even knew what was happening until no one knew any of this until the FBI yeah. got involved and exposed them in 2016. Yeah. Really. And is the FBI allowed to go like overseas and investigate that so stuff too? So if it is, inv- so that's if it's involved, if it impacts U.S. affairs, they are. 
So okay. since the U.S. is obviously involved in the World Cup and we were scammed out of a World Cup yeah. and whatever, the FBI got involved and was like, what's happening here? And then also since some of FIFA representatives like are Chuck Blazer, Chuck Blazer and uh, whatever are representatives in America, we're able to investigate them and then yeah. eventually open up the whole program. I did not know that. That's super yeah. interesting. I think that um, I'm kind of glad Qatar got it because the U.S. has hosted it before, so it gives Qatar something to look forward to and also we're getting it next year again too so and also we have other sports like oh, you were right. saying earlier like pe people out in our country can watch like the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup but in Qatar they don't really have as much to watch so I think bringing a World Cup to them and for their people is was big for them that's a fair point yeah. that's a fair point yeah but overall, who knows what's going to happen to those yeah. like six stadiums or how much they we'll see yeah. we'll make another podcast in, yeah. <laughs> in, two, years. in two years in two years all right. I'll be in a huge thanks to Charlie and Zach Newmar for coming on the podcast. We hope everyone enjoyed this episode. These episodes will be posted on Fridays on Spotify and on the Clayton Globe website. Make sure to follow the Instagram and YouTube at Greyhound Time for the latest sports, Clayton sports updates. Once again, thanks to Zach and Charlie. See you next time. Thanks, guys.